we're delighted on this episode to be talking with comics creator Glenn Whitmore. May I call you Glenn? Is that okay? That's fine. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much for jumping in and joining. And uh, are you zooming from your studio at the moment? Is that right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, that, that's the creating table right behind you there. I'm guessing. This is my tablet. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I used to do all my coloring and illustrating, my uh, my digital inking, things like that. Just make uh, getting things prepared for print, mm-hmm. however they need to get uh, done. Yeah, and then I just got my uh, my eleven by seventeen scanner slash uh, printer right back there. Nice, nice, and just a. Just an, another desk there, and I got my major drawing desk, which you can't see uh, off camera, off to my uh, left side here. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, awesome things, awesome things. Always interested to see the sort of the equipment, the process, and those pieces right. as well. Um, I'll mention a couple of titles as promised here, and we can touch on anything that I miss that you want to make sure to um, okay. highlight. So Justice Society of America being one yep. of those first ones, just because I enjoy Mike Parabek's work so much, enjoyed it so much. Oh, I um, love coloring it too. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there's just something so dynamic and uh, so cool about the style that he had. Yeah. Um of course, Superman. Um, you worked in in a variety of lines with Superman, not the least of which would be the death of Superman. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there are also some titles that maybe don't get as shouted out. Uh, yeah, I think that's a word. It's been a long day. Shouted out on um, podcasts, and that is like the Batman Hollywood Nights that you did, the Elseworlds. I, yeah. Uh, yeah, big fan of anything Elseworlds, anything Batman. Um mm-hmm. And I'm also going to point out uh, Dark Horse and the Moth as well. Oh. <laughs> that that was a fa- that was a favorite of mine. Uh, that was sort of um, you, it's funny you mentioned those two in succession. Um, the the Hollywood Nights um, series was the last thing I did for DC mm-hmm. for a long time because they were you know, everybody was going over to digital and I was still doing guides at the time and kind of out of favor with, with DC, I guess, or, you know, like I I had my run, you know, so, Mm -hmm. so there was that. And then the moth was like my first entry really back into the industry. And that was the first thing I colored series that I colored digitally. Oh, nice. Nice. And and Steve Root took, Steve Rude took a chance on me with that and um it worked out. So so I'm really I was really happy. I I really had fun with that particular series too. Um it was just it was a new fresh character and uh, it took place in the real world and I liked and I liked that, you know. So yeah, yeah. So good times. Yeah, and it was and you know, if if it weren't for Steve, you know, and I and I learned a lot. And I learned a lot, you know, from him at the time about color. And he he's always that way, <laughs> mm-hmm. always willing to teach you about stuff. Matter of fact, he just e- emailed me today about um, the Dean Cornwell rule. And Dean Cornwell was an illustrator about uh, seven, doing things, seven, having 
think 70% gray and 30% color. Like it's like a kind of a balanced thing. And he's, he's always a font of uh, all that information like that. So very, very cool. And your collaboration with him goes back further back. Uh, That's right. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, 2003, that's when, when the moth came out, that was the first time I worked with him. Mm -hmm. Uh, What it had, you know, I was sort of, you know, I was trying to figure out a way to to claw my way back into the industry. And I thought of, uh, and I was trying to think of like artists that I would actually enjoy coloring at the time. Mm-hmm. And I asked, I just wrote a fan letter. I said, do you have any, do you have any Xeroxes I could scan and, and color and try work out as samples, you know, just thinking that, you know, the joy is going to just show through over an artist that you like, and that'll show through to editors, you know? So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he graciously sent me a few copies and uh, Xeroxes of, of something. And I sent them back and he said, these look great. I want to use you on this new series called the moth. And, and that's how that all started. So great. Great. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm sure given your range of work, I missed several titles there. Um, but we'll hopefully touch on a few okay. in a little more detail. Yeah. Um, curious about what makes comics this unique space the that kind of brings a, an interesting uh, kind of turn to storytelling, that moment where you said, this is the space for me. Oh, like what, what, a, like kind of like what appealed to me about the the art form of comics mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well first it was the characters obviously i mean when you're a kid and i was a big dc guy um and that's what drew me in but later on as you get older you know you start developing a taste of different artists and how how they handle things and so uh i was i was growing up and in my teens and into my twenties, I was a big Alex Toth fan, and so I really enjoyed his his work. And I just to get to your the answer here, I think part of it is that, especially the old school comics, you know, the the way they were done, they they engaged you, your imagination in a way where you had to fill in some of the blanks. So you know, the jump from panel one to panel two to panel three or whatever, your brain kind of fills in those blanks, you know, and you, you envision, you hear in your head, like the, what the voices sound like, Uh you know, and art, art, comic book artists and artists in general just have a great, are, are really, who, who are successful, especially just have a great, um, you know, they develop a great style that's unique that you'll never see in like a live action, uh, a live action uh, movie or anything, because it's, you know, who, I mean, think of like a space ghost, you know, Mm -hmm, a space mm -hmm. ghost comic, you know, the way Alex Toth draws space ghost, like no, nothing exists like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, but it's nice and, but it's a nice simplification and it's it it still rings true you know 
Mm-hmm. That's what comic artists do. They sim- they simplify it to a shorthand, but it still rings true, and the and the and the reader can identify with it, still connect with it, and identify with it. So, hopefully, that answers your question. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and you know, um, I have really kind of taken a dive back in to look through Alex Toth's work, and Space Ghost is just yeah. one of those characters. It's a great example of what comics do and i'd love to write something about space ghost at some point some kind of like retrospective of how he changed through time yeah 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 um so curious about for folks out there that are listening that um are not as familiar with the role of the colorist in comics um curious about what the colorist brings to the page uh well i think i think um well, my my job, as I see it, is to separate just to separate forms and to make make sure the story reads clearly mm-hmm. first of all, all um, which is kind of an old school thing, and just to um, just to set the mood. You know, it's it's sort of like a um, it's kind of like a soundtrack. What a soundtrack does to a film, you're just to to kind of be unobtrusive, like you know. I, I sometimes I'll I'll look for reviews of, of books I colored, and yeah, sure, it's great when somebody points out that I, I did a good job. Mm-hmm. But second to that is if they don't point out anything, I still feel like I've done my job because mm-hmm. the color, uh, the color, the color is not supposed to be so obvious that it jumps out, you know. Yeah. If, you know, so, but. Um, you know, I, you know, just to, just to go off on a ta- tangent, mm-hmm. um, I think that, you know, I mean, I, I'm kind of an old school guy and I try to keep it as old school as much as I can, even though I do modeling and shading and rendering that you can do with the digital stuff. But I still try to keep that feel of the old, the old school um, uh, stuff just because it's just in my DNA and in my blood and the way I was, I was, uh, uh, I was brought up, you know, like I recently, I several months back, actually, I tried out for a job and, um, and I didn't get the gig, uh, but they paid me, but there was this one panel where there was this mountain and this futuristic helicopter and, and there was like this lake below, but the artist didn't really draw in anything. And, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just sort of did some general grad gradations just to like, I didn't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And what ended up happening is they used somebody else and I saw their pages and, and they went all, all in and they started like illustrating like this little town that was at the base of the mountain and a lake and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And it was like, but that's you know but that's the artist's job so right yeah. I'm sort of at odds i'm sort of at odd i'm an odd duck in that way and then i think like it's it's the penciler and the anchor's job that put it all there for the colors and the colors just kind of puts the icing on the cake you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, I would not expect the and i guess that's part of the the role that changes for some jobs i guess yeah. is that kind of the thing i, I wouldn't expect a colorist to add those details and as an artist 
Right. I would be surprised to get something like that back. It, yeah. it seems like, but interesting. But I, but you know what the, I mean, the, the colorist who did all this digital painting, so to speak, was, I, I'm imagining that, that the artist was all too willing to do that. Like, okay, I, hey, you know, we want a town down here and we want all this. And, you know, I was just like, you know, that's it kind of blows me away seeing that, you know. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway. Yeah, I, I appreciate the old school or classic look of comics. And I mean, of course, grew up reading the like newspaper edition yeah. types of comics that, you know, had that particular smell to them and everything. Yeah. Um, so I, I would be a little bit disappointed, I think, if everything on the market looked digital and uh, computer rendered. I, I like a variety that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a place for it. You know, I mean, there's special... Uh, there's special projects that um, you know it's it work it works for you know but like mm-hmm. month I just can't imagine month in month out out cranking out pages and like being so um, being so so tied to the idea that you have to basically do a digital painting for every for every panel I mean I. I mm-hmm. I'm just amazed at, at colorists who can do that. Actually, yeah, so. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so as as you look across your work, I yeah. I always like to mention my favorites, but I'm curious about some of the best experiences, some of the mile markers, or even just just comics that you really enjoyed working on uh, over the years. Um. Well, the Justice Society was like a personal thing for me because I always loved those characters. And mm-hmm. plus, I got a really great artist in Mike Parabek, and I was just such a fan. And it was, I just, I tried my best with it, and I really, and I really enjoyed it. And that was, that's something I'm really proud of. Um, the fact that I colored the death and the wedding of not only Superman, but Archie, because I worked on art, you know, I've been working for Archie Comics last 15 years and I've done milestone I've done milestone uh, storylines with both with both icons. And uh I tell you if DC and Archie ever agree to do a Superman Archie crossover, I want to be the one that colors it. Absolutely. But, yeah. But um yeah, so that's that's another that's something I'm I'm really proud proud of it's sort of like a a trivia question almost you know who who, yeah. who worked on the death of superman wedding of of superman and archie mm-hmm. so um so that's a that's another thing and the life with archie series which was like uh it was sort of a split series where he ma- he married veronica in one half of the book and he married betty in the other half and that was that that was my first regular title coloring digitally my first monthly title and um that was in 2010 to 2013 and i had a real a lot of fun with it with the, that and that was with the uh the kennedy especially the kennedy brothers um drew uh the Veron- i think it was the veronica half mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. and 
their draftsmanship was great and their panel design and, and they they would throw in the kitchen sink mm-hmm. but i would sit there and i'd work on it because and i didn't mind because it because i knew I, I i really felt like i was creating a nice piece real piece great pieces of art you know with these pages mm-hmm. you know they were they looked like the traditional classic archie style but there was a a bit of rendering and the cut coloring was I did subtle coloring with it with it and you could do that and it was because the storylines were a little bit more sophisticated so that was another that was another uh highlight uh, of mine that I consider and um um I'm trying to think now the Kennedy the Kennedy brothers also they did it this was like a little um i should have brought it with me that they they drew a romance story for a guy that self-publishes comics mm-hmm. um and it had a very mad men vibe like it had like at, you know there there were no costumes in it but it was just like it took place in the 60s and it had retro cars and women in dresses and men's men in suits and it was a it was a romance slash uh spy uh comic uh-huh. Yeah. It's called Another Time and Another Another Time, Another Place. And Ken Wheaton uh was the guy who published it. And I had so much fun with it. And I did basically these these flat he couldn't pay me a lot, which meant I did flat colors, but uh-huh. it was so enjoyable. The page designs and the layouts and the and the subject matter was just so so much fun. Yeah, yeah. I think if I think if DC Comics contacted me and said Hey, we're we're recoloring all our romance comics from the sixties and seventies. Would you do it? Would would you be in on it? I I would jump at it, you know, because I like that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah, um, those definitely need to be pulled back out. There are so many comics from years and years that uh, yeah. I mean, and they're they can be readily available on digital platforms. So yeah, yeah. Um, you mentioned doing a Superman Archie crossover, which would be amazing. You've worked on, I think you've done an issue of Batman 66. Is that right? With um, Crossover with Archie, I mean. Um, I just did a, a color to variant cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's with, what uh, I was thinking about. Jerry, Jerry Ordway had, had drawn it. That was, it was the bright yellow color. It looked, it really popped and. Jerry, Jerry's another guy who's been like really gracious to me. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And uh, he he got me in on the uh, the the uh, death of Superman thirtieth anniversary reunion mm-hmm. project and the return of. And um, I was, you know, they could have gotten a, some modern day colorist who's going to make it all shiny and everything, but they. You know they trusted me with these flashback sequences in those books, and it worked. And whatever I did worked well, and and uh, I was really proud of that too. Just to be included, you know, when the when they get the boys back in the band, you know, to be included in that reunion, it was that was something special for me as well. Yeah, I I really enjoyed Jerry Ordway's take 
the comics adaptation of the first Michael Keaton Batman film. Yeah. I enjoyed that. And I think around the same time, it wasn't long after that, you did a, a Flash TV special. That was also a, an issue that I love as well. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was, you know, like, I remember, I remember the, f- I'd been just starting at DC at the time and I just had landed the Superman gig and I turned in my first issue and Jerry was, Jerry was there in the office and I was, which is a real thrill to meet him for the first time. Cause I, yeah. I'd been a fan of his going back to all-star squadron. And so to meet the guy who drew, drew you know, through all-star squadron, that was, uh, <laughs> was a big thrill. And, um, I yeah I I turned an issue that night and we then we we'd all went down to the village in the city to uh, go out for dinner and it was just like that was like the moment I thought wow I made it I finally really broke into into the business I got invited out to dinner with all the other guys so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and Carlin was there and Brett breeding mm-hmm. so yep. yeah yeah um. I was also going to mention in the world of Archie crossovers, oh, yeah. Archie and Predator as well, which is a combination that you would not expect, but it works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, another Archie project that I liked was uh, Archie 55. Uh, I did the interiors for that. And that was, that was a, a good. That was a good one too. I really enjoyed that one. So, yeah, yeah. You you have quite a um, a Vita, quite a range of work that's out there. Yeah, and and what also helps that is the fact that I've done stuff for Tomorrow's as well because, mm-hmm. you know, the edit the editor Michael Yuri will contact me. It's like, hey, do you have time for a cover? I'm like, yeah, and it's always like. You know, like some artists that I would, or I would say the majority of the time, it's always it's always an artist that um, that I um, that I would never have a chance to color because it's you know he's the artist is gone or you know it's an old piece from the you know that uh, that I never would have gotten otherwise. So mm-hmm. uh, like recently, actually. And there's well, one guy that I, I did color recently for a, for an issue of back issue is Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, who fortunately is still with us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was a horror cover that eventually got rejected by DC. Huh. And Michael Yuri decided to use it. And um, I colored it and they like he liked it and everything. And a couple of months afterward, um, I did a show in Pennsylvania and Jose was there. And I, so I showed him a JPEG of what I had done and he liked it. And, uh, he didn't, uh, he didn't particularly remember what, why it was rejected or who even the editor he'd done it for, mm-hmm. he, you know, but you know, cause he's done so much stuff. I mean, it, this was like a drop in the bucket for him. So. But, you know, so it was cool to be able to show him that my colors for that cover. So it's a horror cover. It's like this giant Venus flytrap. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Eat, eating somebody it was just it was a little too, i guess it was a little too uh a little too too uh i don't know graphic i guess for a cover i guess mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. uh neil adams eventually wound up redrawing it so uh, well yeah. good on michael yuri for pulling that piece over and using it yeah 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 he's really good that way and so you know so i've cut co- i've colored like just it seems like all the best Kubert, kirby uh you know just uh burn mm-hmm. um i'm trying to think I mean, just so many people might, you know, I'll, I'll go to a convention sometimes and, you know, I'll, I'll see the artist that I did a cover for. And sometimes most of the time they're like, Oh, wow. Yeah. I like that. And there are a couple that are like, they look at it like, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I'd show you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. But good to have those positive connections, positive yeah. interactions. And yeah, that's one of the, the threads of the show has been um, folks that have been positive, folks that have been kind and yeah. sort of uh, helped along in the industry. So so very cool to hear about going to dinner with Jerry Ordway and Mike Carlin and Brett Breeding. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I, I also remember like we all went to Tower Records after after dinner, and we like we all you know we bought CDs and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so we were like doing, you know, stuff like we were you know, friend you know just buddies or friends and. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, so. yeah, yeah. Um, well, by means of a, a final question, and then we can yeah. hit anything that we've missed. You mentioned working with tomorrow's, so I'm curious about. I always like to ask about the next creative steps, um, what you're currently thinking about working on. And some people, uh, I've had a, a variety of answers from the next comics thing to painting to uh, pretty sure someone said they were doing jazz music or something like that. So uh, there, there is no boundary to the answer. Okay, well. Um... Just so you know, let's see. I right now about the only thing I got going right now is I'm still doing stuff for Archie Comics. <laughs> I'm also just beginning the next Nexus story arc for Steve Rude. Nice. So that's color wise. Um, I might need help with that though. But uh, anyway, so I got that going. Um just this past year and i'm hoping it continues is there's a there's a newspaper uh supplement um that collects uh strip style uh, uh, strip style stories done by different comic creators mm-hmm. and i was invited to join this this group and if you just hold on a second here yeah um it's called it's called a kid in a comic. Oh, nice, nice. So it's like this. This guy had an idea. John Canacri is his name, and he had this idea to um, put together like a Sunday Sunday style newspaper supplement. Love it. So like uh, Scott Hanna has a thing called Dodge and Hustle, and that's on the that's the front page. And I'm on like a I'm always like on the 
on the inside of the first page here. So this is my self my self published uh, character, Captain Clockwork. I love it. And um, so that's that's my that's my property. My you know my my IP and uh-huh. um, which I've also done a Kickstarter and I've got extra copies on my online store. But um, so I'm hoping to do more of that because the guy the guy wants the guy wants to do. Uh, we've I just wrapped up the seven strips, but the mm-hmm. guy wants to continue it, and so I want to I want to continue that that um, as well. And uh, what else? Um, there's a there's a guy that I know uh, that I went to Kubert school with who want who wants to collaborate with me on putting together a pitch for dc nice um, he keeps telling me that i w- that i was born to draw the jsa <laughs> <laughs> so i want to i want to take him up on that and i you know i want to see what happens with that um would love to see you return to those characters that would be great yeah yeah i've loved him since childhood and, and uh yeah i want to see see what he comes up with and uh and as usual i'm always i'm working on commissions for catskillcomics.com mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so just just trying to continue more of the same um not going to become a jazz i have no real no musical talent but uh <laughs> so i'm not going to become a jazz musician but uh you know i I go out during the warm weather when they have car sh- vintage car shows, and if you go on my Facebook page, you'll see some albums with car- vintage car drawings. And I like to go just to relax, just to go out and do draw these cars, and I, I love those. So, Wonderful. yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, where can listeners go to check out Captain Clockwork? You have a website, you said. Yeah, just go to captainclockwork.com and there's a link to the big cartel store and you can order to order the copy there. And it's, 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 so the price includes shipping. Um, so yeah, and uh, I'm working on new stories for Captain Clockwork all the time. So Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Well, Glenn, thank you so much for the time. Did we miss anything that you want to make sure to shout out or mention before we close? Um, not at the moment. No, I, I think we, we covered just about it. it yeah. So. yeah. I, I try to be thorough, but brief, concise, but, uh, in detail. So I, I appreciate your time once more. Yeah. Glad to share about your work and glad to have you back anytime. Thank Thank you, Jason. It was a pleasure to speak with you and, uh, hope to do so in the future. Pleasure to speak with you as well. Thanks. So okay. Much. Take care. You too.